Hello, everybody, and welcome to This is the Pits. My name is Michael Oberst. And I'm Chelsea Greenwood, and this is the very last movie we're watching. Yeah, we um, we fucked around, and we watched every single Brad Pitt movie <laughs> that is out there. And we are closing out our movie rewatch with the very first movie Brad Pitt ever did. And that we, is called... I, I mean, we... I just like truly can't believe that we watched every single Brad Pitt movie. Yeah. We actually fucking watched every Brad Pitt movie. What's weird is that there's 50 of them on the dot. Yeah. I went back and counted our our episodes. Yeah. Uh, well, 51 because Thelma's not counted in that list. No, I counted it in my list. Oh, oh really? Mm. So I'd Crazy. like to start this episode off. Um, with a little poem that Brad Pitt himself wrote to the director of this movie um, when he left filming in Yugoslavia. He was so thrilled. It was his first feature film that he was carrying as a lead, and this is what he wrote for Bodizar. Follow the brilliant man above men and make believe how his followers crowd, yet the prophet moves on. <laughs> Such deep, confident footprints could I dare trace his steps, scaling mountains with dreams across finish lines of gold? Oh, where does he go? And I climb and I seek. And in our world, where endangered is his species, is it any wonder I should study him so? To learn from this man, to become a brilliant man, as a boy longs for his father just to be like him. And I shall be brilliant just like him. Brad Jesus Pitt. Christ. <laughs> so... He was so thrilled to have done this movie. I would have I would have immediately uncast him. If, <laughs> if he gave me that poem, I'd be like, oh, we made a mistake. You're not the one. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but of course the director's always talking about how he knew Brad was going to be a star and blah, well, blah, blah. Well, everybody, blah, blah. now everybody does. Even Sandy Tongue was like, I knew he was going to be a star. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. I mean. Totally. I, the, you know what? They might have known that he was going to be a star, but they also might have known a lot of people were going to be stars who then were not stars. So That's, that is 100% correct. I mean, they're maybe they're not lying, but um it's like it's like Gaydar. Like nobody has Gaydar. I'm pretty really. sure that I do have Gaydar. I really do think I do have Gaydar. I think people who talk about Gaydar are people who don't know that many gay people and they think that there's like one gay person in every 3,000 when Anybody who spends a lot of time with gay people can usually be like, oh, that person's probably gay. And it's not really gaydar. It's just like, oh, I think that person's gay. You know what because, I mean? Be, because anyway. they're gay. Because they're, they're like, <laughs> just fucking gay. Um, yeah. And not even in a, like, stereotypical gay way. No, 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 no. Just like, you know, that person seems clean. <laughs> yeah. Or like, that person um, is wearing makeup. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. Well, that's sometimes a giveaway. Um, <laughs> um so, so we're talking about a movie called Dark Side of the Sun. It's from 1988. It is Brad Pitt's technically first movie, but it's really weird because it's the first movie he he shot as, as the lead. Yeah. But it was shelved for reasons that are kind of unclear. The director said it was because there was no, what was it, entertainment value or something like that? Well, they, or, no. The director claimed it was because the war broke out in Yugoslavia. Then Brad Pitt later claimed he didn't. He thought it was shelved because there wasn't enough entertainment value. Is what I read. Okay, yeah, that's kind of what I thought too. 
Um, so I just want to say that this movie is very significant in Brad Pitt's life. And from Brad Pitt's perspective, he's been talking about it more and more um, since he has. Because currently, you know, he's nominated for the Oscar. Tonight's the Oscars. But yeah. I was reading an article and he this was significant for him because it was his second time on an airplane ever. Oh, he, he had God. to get a passport for it. Ugh. They paid him $1,500 for seven weeks of filming. No, no, no. Not 1500 it's it like was fifteen. Oh yeah, fifteen hundred and twenty-three dollars. Yeah, fifteen hundred and twenty-three dollars a week for seven weeks, my sweet no, little boy. Total for seven weeks. That's right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For seven weeks, he got and like he, two. He was getting two hundred dollars a week, basically. He was getting two hundred dollars a week, but it didn't matter because he was the star of his own son, just like this movie. Oh, and they picked Brad out of four hundred other auditioners because Brad had quote raw star quality which is such a funny thing to say. Um, yeah, and apparently he did jumping jacks and flips and somersaults outside of the casting office when he got the news. Well, Brad Pitt... Um, is a gymnast. He is incredibly fit. Mm-hmm. And I think that if, if we ever did get to interview Brad Pitt, I would want to ask him, like, for, for someone who's actually a, a good actor and somebody who takes the mental and emotional aspects of acting very seriously... Like, what's the motivation to put so much work into making your body fucking amazing? Like, he has such a great body, and it takes a lot of work to do that. But I think that he is, A, naturally inclined to have a good body. So I I have a feeling it's not as hard for him as it is for other people. But also, I think that he really embraces being the sex icon that he is. And I think he's not unaware of the fact that people are looking at him all the time. Well, and I so think also, like, yeah, probably early on he was like, I think the way someone told him the way to get in was to be hot and have like a six pack. And so he did. And then he started getting notoriety as someone who looks like that. So he just like, you know, so then movies would pay for him to get a trainer or whatever. Exactly. And so then he just kind of, it was pretty easy to maintain because like that was sort of his image. So like people wanted him to have that image. So then it was easy, but like. I don't know. It's it's just it's interesting how good he looks. Yeah. Well, he was 24 then. You know, I looked great when I was 24 and I didn't have to try. That's true. I think as he gets older and older, you know, he's laid off the alcohol. Has he ever been like a little bit chubbier or looked like shit? No. He's gotten scruffier. He can't. He can't look like shit. No, he looked like. But chubbier? No, never chubby. He was always so hot. (laughs) <laughs> he always he always plays someone who, I mean, he can play dorky, but he's always I've never in good seen shape. him chubby. He's always in good shape, even when he was playing yeah. dorky. Um, burn after reading. Burn after reading, he was still like working at a gym. <laughs> so, <All> um, right. <laughs> this movie also I, I was gonna say this, but we kind of got sidetracked. It was filmed in 1988. It was his first role, but it didn't come out, and it was shelved, and it didn't come out until 1997. So. It's a really weird kind of lost movie. I think it would have been a lost movie if it came out in 1988. I don't think it did them any favors to wait till 1977 or 1997 because it still didn't do well. And I don't well, it know. It came out straight to VHS in 97 and then in 98 it made a theatrical debut for like two seconds. It has there's no box office box office information on it. It was a really tricky one too because it's there's three years to research. So I was, like, trying to figure out what year to, like, look into. And I ended up looking into 1997 and 1998. 
Mm-hmm. But were there any facts on making the movie that you can share? Not really. I mean, it, yeah. except for that. Um, I mean, Brad Pitt's payment, which we talked about, mm. how he, how excited he was to be part of. I mean, Brad Pitt is the most interesting thing about this movie because none of the other actors did anything really. Um, the 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 movie itself isn't very good. The the production was kind of interesting. I did think yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah, the production was kind of interesting. I think it was interesting how because they flew to Croatia to shoot it. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting how since the guy who wrote it is um he's not Russian. It's a really obscure country. I can't remember what it is. Isn't it Yugoslavia? Um, no, it's a a a country that has a long it's like a Slavic country, but it's a smaller country than Yugoslavia. Um I'll tell you where he's from. Keep keep talking. Uh he they're like, "Oh, we have to go to these you know, the Russian doctors are the smartest in the world. You know, they kept saying, they kept talking yeah. about how the Russian doctors were the specialists. And it, in the 80s, Russian doctors were never good guys. You know what I mean? Um, so it, I thought that That's was kind of That's a interesting good, interesting thing. point, actually. Yeah. So let's like just do a real quick synopsis of what this movie is about for our listeners. And then we can get into how it became what it was. Yeah, no, he was from, he's from Montenegro, Yugoslavia. Oh, I saw Montenegro and I thought it was a different country. Yeah, geography is not my strong suit. But also, it's a very complicated region, especially at this time, because I don't think Yugoslavia exists anymore. I think it's something else. Okay, maybe it didn't. I think it still exists. It. it, uh, Who who knows? Let's. You know what? Let's not uh, dig ourselves into something that is horribly incorrect. Um, (laughs) That's my favorite thing to do. What were you gonna say about the year? Um. Okay, so there's two years. Ninety-seven. Big mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, worldwide. That's the year that Princess Diana was killed. The top song that year was Candle of the Wind, Candle in the Wind, because that was the year that Princess Diana was killed. The big movies that came out that year were Titanic, mm-hmm. Men in Black, and Jurassic Park 2. Also, Goodwill Hunting, as good as it gets. Um, LA Confidential. Uh, let's see. I'm looking no. at the Oscar. Yeah, that was the Oscar from that year. Because Titanic won the next year. Didn't Goodwill Hunting win best? No. No, no, Titanic won. Oh, that same year? No, I'm reading about the Oscars from 1998 for movies from 1997. Right, and I was just saying those were the movies that came out in 97. Right, and so I'm saying which one one was Titanic, but what was nominated was As Good As It Gets, Goodwill Hunting, LA Confidential, and The Full Monty. What's crazy if you think about that, though, is that like now that Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are like starring alongside each other in the movie and they've always been stars since they were, you know, 24. It's crazy that this was Brad Pitt's movie at that time and Titanic was Leo's movie at that time. (laughs) But Leo didn't get a nomination for Best Actor. He was the most famous person on the planet. He was. He was really. But so was Brad. Arousing was. He did. Did he really know? Uh, I think. Yeah. The hand on the window pane, please. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams won Best Supporting Actor that year, <coughs> which he fucking deserved. I yeah. that was an amazing love movie. that movie. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so also I wrote I, I took down the um, Oscars for 1988 because oh, I great, figured great, great. that's the world that the movie was made in. Mm, so like that's where exactly. that's what movie making was at. So um oh, it was Rain a dark Man time. Rain Man won Best Picture. 
and you one. called it. You knew you knew that they won, but we were just off by a year. Rain Man did win. Yeah. Um, the top box office was Rain Man, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Coming to America, um, Die Hard, Land Before Time, Beetlejuice, Child's Play. Amazing movies, everyone. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of movies on there. It's actually kind of interesting looking at the box office from that year because there's a lot of movies on there that I don't even recognize, um, yeah. which might just be because I'm young. But like, it's interesting seeing the movies that I do recognize. Like, Child's Play was like way, way down there. Yeah. Um, but that one's like iconic now. So Yeah. It's interesting. I was couldn't help but think when I was watching this movie, like how much of it, how much of the stuff I didn't like was just like making movies in the 80s. Like the soundtrack and like the quality of the film. Right. And the clothes and the mm-hmm. like pacing of it is such an 80s pacing of it and so i was thinking that as i was watching it and then i thought to myself like no because rain man was made that year too like it was possible yeah. to make good movies <laughs> yeah and goodwill hunting still like one of the yeah. best movies ever still it totally doesn't all it. need to be cutting class and dark side of the sun it's just that that's where brad pitt was yeah because he was like a teen heartthrob barely so, so okay so dark side of the sun is about a kid who's very very close with his father and has a like degenerative mentally... skin disease. Yeah, but his mom is mentally challenged. Who knows depressed. about his mom? It's really something's hard to tell. She's so, like something's wrong with her, but they don't say what. And she's it seems like checked like, out of reality. She's almost catatonic, but she's not entirely. Yeah, I don't know. it's hard to. We'll say. get to she's that because bedridden. I have an overarching theory on this movie. But basically, the blow by blow is this kid has a disease where. I thought going into it that it was he was allergic to the sun. Turns out he's allergic to light in general. Yes. Just and like any UV. kind of light. Because as I was watching it, so he has to wear this like leather gimp suit the whole time because it's he's allergic crazy. to any kind of light. It's extremely kinky. I don't know why it needed to be leather. <laughs> it's incredibly <laughs> constricting. It doesn't breathe at all. Yeah. And the mask is the the face mask part of the the leather gimp suit is like kinky as fuck. Yeah, it's no, it's legitimately a gimp suit. If you think of a gimp suit, that's what it is, and it zips yeah. up the back of his head to his scalp. It sounds it's kind of hilarious for someone to be in a gimp suit and be like, "Why are you wearing a gimp suit?" And they're like, "Oh, I have a skin disease." And it's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And it's like, and then so there's a few things that we'll cut to blow by blow because there's some things where it's like, what? What? Anyway, the story is. He's 24 years old. He meets this girl. He sees this actress who's come to town from America. He's from Chicago. They've been, they're in this town because they hear there's like a witch doctor there who can cure this disease. That if he's exposed to light, he has three days to live. (laughs) Yeah. It's so ridiculous. And so, so he's at this festival. He meets this actor. And then after he meets the, the pretty actor lady, he finds out that, uh, the doctor can't cure his skin disease. Is that what happens? Did I miss that? Huh? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He said he said they can't cure it, um, and that they might go to Chicago because they have a new treatment that is they're very optimistic about. And so, and it seems like their life is kind of just chasing, like yeah, they've potential lived in cures. They've lived in Germany. They've lived all over the world trying to keep him alive. Yeah, which what kind of fucking money did they have? Like, well, how he was do you in do real that? estate in Chicago. Uh, well, that's all you need. I mean, just yeah. say I'm in real estate and you're rich. Well, that's how um, they set it up. He was like, it opens with him on his computer, the dad on the computer being like, I made another deal with Les in Chicago. And oh. like, they're really rich. But 
He meets so, this girl and he says, I want to live for a day. I just want to live. Actually, no. The opening line of the movie is, I want to live. I want to oh, yeah. live. That's so crazy. <laughs> and so he's like, look, there's no cure for this bullshit. I want to live. Also, he loves riding a motorcycle, which is, that's what makes it kinkier. It's like yeah. the gimp suit is one thing, but yeah. the fact that you're in a motorcycle in the gimp suit, it's like, yeah. okay, so it's, it, that's how I know it's sexual, mm-hmm. you know? Also that moment with the condoms, side note. Yeah, yeah. I don't have no idea what that was. What, what, do you know what that was? <laughs> he was like trying to lay off sex. It wasn't necessary. That guy was There's like, like this weird moment in the movie where the, there's he's like walking on the street and there's this old man just stepping on condoms and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I had I quit smoking this way. And he's like, OK, good for you. And then he walks away. He's literally just stepping on like they're open, but they're like not soiled. They're just <laughs> rubber condoms on the ground. Just, and he's just stepping he's just on smushing rubber into the ground. It doesn't so anyway, make any sense. At first, you're like, wow, maybe he isn't allergic to his son. Maybe it's like this weird fucked up thing that his dad oh, yeah. told him he's allergic to the sun. And then he sees He takes it off. His skin looks amazing. Oh, he's beautiful. He's barely pale. I mean, he is pale. He's pale. And it's not I, a good look. I took a photograph of the minute he reveals his face. And it's like, damn. He looks so good. I mean, not like sexy, but like, I'm just saying like for a degenerative skin disease, like <laughs> give him like some like a little bit of a rash like just no. hit him with like some rosy cheeks he has or perfect something opalescent skin his lips are beautifully like supple, plump and juicy plump. it's like the most supple thing you've ever seen and then his dad so then his dad walks in and he goes oh you look just like your mother and i'm like wait have you never seen your son before yeah same and then he looks in the mirror <laughs> he looks in the mirror and he like laughs and he's like ah it's yeah. like, have you never seen yourself before? Yeah, is this it's, the, it's can really you imagine confusing. taking off the mask and you're like gorgeous and you have amazing skin and, be, no, and amazing Brad hair too. Oh my like God. perfectly like, fluffy. Who's cutting his hair if he can't be, if he's never taken his suit off? Anyway, it makes no sense. He spends three and a half hours in hair and makeup and then goes on camera and acts like he's never taken seen his mask himself. off before. Yeah, it's like, exactly. okay. But he's doing this. I mean, like the driving factor of him wanting to live is this woman. So it's a weird thing because she is like weirdly attracted to the gimp suit man and not yeah. to Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, she's and- like obsessed with finding gimp man. And so she befriends Brad Pitt, who is gimp man, but she doesn't know that. And she's like, oh, you're friends with Gimpy. Please hook us up. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, there's something really sweet and innocent about him. And I just, I thought that <laughs> that was weird too because it's like. So weird. If you're an American traveling in a different country and there's a gimp suit man who's coming to your shows, <laughs> why would you first like sh- like talk to him and be like, oh, he must be like, like he's mysterious and s- nice and innocent. Well, not only nice and innocent, but like he doesn't speak to you he just sits there creepily sitting in the back row i'm like are you smelling him and if that's the case like don't you know that he's brad pitt because he always smells the same like i never buy well he smells like leather (laughs) (laughs) fair enough i never buy the like superman lois lane superman takes off his glasses and that one you know i felt the same way about this where i'm like come the fuck on they have the same exact voice they do have the same voice. I was wondering what, what it was like shooting audio for that because it did sound – sometimes it sounded muffled, but sometimes it was obviously ADR. Yeah. Um, and I just like – I don't know. I was always wondering like how did that – Were you able to find the budget for this? Because it had a pretty high production value. 
considering yeah, how loud it was. They got like the time. they had a lot of locations. There's a lot of background actors. Yeah. A lot of like car, like motorcycle stuff. I will say there was. Sure, oh wait, so we haven't even finished talking about the story yet. Okay. So basically, it's like this this thing where like she's trying to get Brad Pitt to help her meet the Gimp Man, and Brad Pitt is is testing. <laughs> Brad Pitt's like insecure about his gimpness and his terminal disease and so he's like testing her to see if she actually likes him or if she just is like you know fascinated by him or something like that which so i have like, to I say like that part of the story is actually intriguing like in theory yeah. the story is good in theory like Kinda. i could see like, how could you could make really a good, good movie about it yeah it I, I could see having that idea and being like I can make this movie. I can also see selling that idea to an investor. Totally. So I get that. I, it's hard to explain. I actually didn't hate it, this movie. It's, it's boring. Um, but I I can imagine myself as a kid watching this movie totally. and enjoying like it. Like scrolling because past it on TV and watching it and like getting it. Just having it be. Yeah. Like you get like, oh, this guy is is experiencing life for the first time. Like there's that scene... Um, when he's out of the gimp suit, he's like doing all these things to try to experience life. One of the first things he does is go swimming in the ocean and he learns to swim from a dolphin. Okay, but you know what happened in that? Did you happen to read this little fun factoid? I don't that know. wasn't staged. There just was a dolphin in the water. No. Yes. Wait, what? Yes. And the director was like, Brad, we can, it's going to, like, it's going to take a few hours for these dolphins to pass. It's like part of life living here. And Brad was like, no, I think it might be good if we. If I just swim with oh the dolphin. Can you believe that? I don't No, I don't believe yeah, it. Yeah, I believe it and I love it. Never in a, well, okay. Maybe I do believe that because when I was watching it, I was thinking like, this isn't, God, can you imagine the kind of bullshit they had to go through to like get this dolphin yeah. to play with Brad like this? Yeah, like, that's when I was like, whoa, they must have a huge budget because they've got a dolphin and a dolphin trainer and that means they need PETA there. And then like. <laughs> it was a wild, dolphin. Was a wild it, dolphin. He was like fully like touching it. Yeah, dolphins. It was like swimming next to him. Dolphins love to play with humans. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. So like imagine. Wow, I actually love yeah, that. Yeah, I do too. And imagine being Brad Pitt at 24 years old. You've This is the first time you've ever been into in international place. You're leading man in a role next to a beautiful lady. And then like you get to swim with a dolphin. He's like in his mind as a 24 year old, he's like, ah, this is as good as it gets. And that's why I'm going to write a poem to my director because I can't even imagine how much better it could be. And then he turns into Brad Pitt. Wow. Um, I want a collection of Brad Pitt's art. Remember his song? Oh my God. His music, his poetry, his architecture. I just want to touch him. Yeah. Same. Um, but that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> not sexually. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's obviously a weird... I would sexualize him. But so anyway, it's the story goes. To. So then she, I don't even know how to describe this. Okay. So she ends up meeting with the gimp again. I'm just going to cut to yeah, the Yeah, Brad gets back in the gimp suit. He gets back in the gimp suit. He takes her to his little secret Sandy hideout. They fuck, presumably. She no, wakes up. He's gone. Then she's like, oh, my God. It was Brad Pitt all along. And then by then, it's too late. He's covered in sores. His dad goes, you're a champion. And then he rides off into the sunset. And we don't know whether or not he lives or dies. But we assume he dies. He dies. He dies. And I only know that because when Brad Pitt was on Mark Maron's podcast recently. Yeah. 
he was talking about how bad this movie was yeah. and he was like yeah, i don't know something about a kid with a skin disease he dies at the end yeah he dies at the end but it's not <laughs> like but he's not dying in, in front movie. of you which i was kind of looking forward to seeing 24 year old brad die in front of me he probably just crashed his motorcycle and died that way. I would have. Yeah, he's covered in sores. It's like flaky. The problem for he's me hideous. was I had to watch it on YouTube. I'm sure you did too. And so it's like when you look at pictures on the internet of this movie when he's dying, like the sores aren't too bad. But from the sores like translated through YouTube, 480p, it's like. It looks like cornflakes. <laughs> it looks like cornflakes. I have two overarching things I would like to discuss about this movie. Okay. One, though the movie is about Brad Pitt. And his role and his romantic relationship with the girl. Yeah. The real interesting character for me here is the father, whose son is terminally ill and whose wife is mentally handicapped to the point where she can't get out of bed and she only sings, like, children's songs. And I was wondering, and I wonder if you would agree with me, that maybe she went off the edge because she knew from her beloved son's first breath that he was going to die and she just couldn't handle the pain. And so she just kept him as a baby. And that's why she sings these like songs. Oh, maybe I sort of was wondering if it was like a gypsy rose situation for a minute there. Yeah. Where like that know. guy just, I just like think surrounding like... him with sick people himself with sick people. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I mean to say is like, what if we remade this movie from the dad's perspective? Like how sad. Yeah. It's a real life. like pursuit of happiness type situation. Yeah. He's rich, but everyone around him is dying. He loves his son. They have a great relationship. Almost you know like what the message of that movie too is. great of a relationship. Money isn't everything. Money can't buy happiness. No. Because Money can't your entire buy family health. is sick and your son has a degenerative skin disease, which causes him to wear a gimp suit, which by the way, if he fucked in the gimp suit. What? No, he took off his gimp suit and she still didn't know it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> Remember? Well, I he just took off the mask. He took off the whole thing. I'm assuming. I guess we only saw him take off the mask. So continue. Well, that, I was just saying then there's a zipper. Um, I guess it's normal to have a zipper Ouch. in any outfit. So I guess it's not that weird. It is, but it's not normal if you have a flaky ass degenerative skin disease to rub leather It probably hurts and so ride bad. in the sun. Oh my God. Horrible. Um... My second overarching theme I'd like to discuss, okay. and then I'll give the ball to yeah. you, is that the like constant classical music instead of score that was written for a movie yeah, is so distracting is. and terrible. And it, I wonder, like genuinely, not just because my boyfriend's a composer, I genuinely wonder if they had taken the time to score it or to take away the music, like would it have been so hard and boring to watch? I yes, it's it constant classical movie music, like constant. I think it would have because there's also not really a super strong story arch. I mean, there's like this weird. I mean the the movie was honestly like almost unwatchably boring up yeah. until he took his mask off, um, which and, was thirty minutes in. Yeah, and even then he takes the mask off. And it's only interesting because I'm watching Brad Pitt and he's like doing, he's like, Hey, I want to live my life. And then we're watching this person live their life. So that makes it interesting enough to watch, but it's yeah. still like, I don't know. It's still not a super interesting movie to begin with. But there's also all these like different side stories. It's like her, she's dating these like American assholes who like don't give her respect. Oh, yeah. And then there's the guy with the condoms. And then there's like a motorcycle. rally. The motorcycle rally was really interesting. They're like, why did that? Happen? No idea. I just wanted to film a motorcycle. Rally? No idea. It, so, I mean, 
for our listeners who almost definitely haven't seen this movie, um, yeah. Brad Pitt is constantly riding a motorcycle in this movie. He's he's on a ride with his lady. This is the part where he has re- just returned to the gimp suit so he can hang out with her. Um, <laughs> and they're riding around on his motorcycle and she's on the back. And they run into a large group of people also on motorcycles at the beach. And, and it's pretty menacing. Like, it looks like they're going to be, they like, this fight. guy's about to beat this yeah, guy. Yeah, it looks like yeah. they want to fight. And I don't know why. He, was he in the movie earlier? He was, like, in the in the beginning of the movie, he saw Brad on this motorcycle and was like, wow, you look like you could go fast. Let's race. And Brad was like, no, I don't race because he's, like, scared for his life or something. And now that I think, like, now that he's invested in his life, he's like, all right, let's race now. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So the guy challenges to him to a race. And he says, I have to ask permission from the lady. And she says, kick his ass. Oh, also, this is a scene where there's full-blown bouncing boobies. This is on YouTube. There's nipple. Bouncing boobies and nipples on YouTube. Sexualized. Which was also completely unnecessary. I mean, it was wild, (laughs) but it had nothing to do with anything. They're like about to do a motorcycle race, and these girls just take their shirts off. Yeah, and then he, okay, so then Brad Pitt is the the better man. Yeah, he wins. And this other guy goes, "Oh wow, you're so much stronger." And then he like revs up his crowd to have everybody rev up, and then they're all friends. And it's like, what? Yeah, the fuck was the point he of that? He says, "You're strong." Like, and then he, and then every motorcycle starts revving their engine, and as if they're like congratulating <laughs> him. And then Brad Pitt rides away. It's, it's like, what the fuck was that? It was. I think. But see, like, you know what? You're probably what, right. It was literally just to illustrate that he now was taking risks and living his life. Whereas before he was like a caged man. That was probably the only reason. He was a caged man in a gimp suit. And I also think that listeners, before we started recording, the first thing I said to Michael was like, why, why was this movie an hour and 40 minutes? It literally could have been 45 minutes and we would have been, this would have been a great TV movie. This would have been a great, totally. If they'd shortened it. Totally. I mean, cut off a lot off the front. And a little bit in the middle, there's like that weird, they spent a lot of time at this weird uh, fisherman's house on the beach, which (laughs) like they went there when Brad was out of the gimp mask and he, they were like just walking around and then she fell asleep and he dipped. And then they went there when he was in the gimp mask and then they fucked. And it just was like a lot, they were there for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like. I'm perplexed by it because I'm like, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I also don't think it's a good movie, but I also do think it's a terrible movie. I just don't know where I fall on the spectrum. Yeah, I agree. I did, you know, I don't think it was a bad movie. Um, I did like the line where the lady, the actress lady who we never bothered to learn her name. Um, she's talking to her, her friend and she was explaining how Brad Pitt is in this gimp mask or this gimp suit, which they don't use the word gimp at all. No, they call it. They just say the man in the mask. The man in the mask, like the, the leather man or whatever. They don't even say leather man. They yeah. just, it's mask. Um, yeah. They completely don't acknowledge it, which I, it bothers me. You need to acknowledge that he's in a full-blown gimp suit. But anyway. Thank you. They're talking about it. And um, she's like, the only time he's unprotected is in the dark. And she's saying, so you're saying he's unprotected yes. in the dark? And I'm like, are you talking about hitting yeah. it raw? What are we doing? I know. And in that same conversation, she goes, but he can get it up. And the friend goes, well, that's better than my Frenchman can do. And it's like, wait a minute. Have you already had sex with Gipman? <laughs> Who? Did you yeah. see that? You don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I about? totally do. It was the same conversation. And I just, 
I was yeah. like, why are we using all these weird innuendos for like what? What? Why? Why is it like yeah. this? I bet you this movie was rated PG too. Yeah, was it even rated? Does it have reviews? I mean, I don't. Did even... you look any reviews? I didn't. I did read. There's a lot of like reviews from 2013, 2014, and from now, mm-hmm. like surrounding Brad Pitt, and it's all the same of like what a weird movie it was, but also kind of exactly what we're saying, like a very strange movie, but not the worst thing in the world. The thing that makes it so bad is that it's it's boring. Yeah, but like, and her voice, her singing voice. Oh, that was the other thing. There's a lot of songs. Too many songs in this There's, movie. Like moments yeah, where it's like, cut that out. It's like people are performing, and cut I really it didn't out. need it. And like they're in the square, like performing traditional Yugoslavian songs. She sings the same song twice for the full length of the song. Yeah, and her voice is not good. So bad. It's, it's like bad. It's, she sings off key, and everybody's like, "Wow, you're so amazing!" Yeah, I was watching that too, going like, "Is this supposed to be not good singing? <laughs> is that part of and the?" That's story? why I was like, "Is this the '80s?" Who? Yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's like if it cut. You're right. If if it were just like an hour long, it would be yeah. a good TV movie. I think that's what this is. Is that it's a TV movie? Yeah. And it might have even had more success. Like it might have been people would like. The more I think about Why it, the more Why don't we start with him taking the gimp mask off? Huh? Start with him revealing his face. Earlier. Instead of screaming into... The, yeah. Because that moment when he pulls off his mask is pretty successful. It's like sexual. I almost think they wanted to make it kind of... I don't know. It's like... They wanted to make it a little intense, but also romantic. Like, it's mostly a romance movie. But, like, there's some parts where, like, the fighting... Remember when the dad came in that bar and just slapped everyone around? Don't even have anything to say about it because I was so disconnected from the story. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. Cool. There's a battle going yeah, on. Yeah. He just. So, like, someone punched his son, then the dad comes in and fights him. It's like, yeah. Great. At one point, Brad Pitt goes to this bar and he defends his lady friend. And so this guy punches him and then he goes home and he tells his dad, and his dad goes back to the bar and open hand slaps everybody in that bar. <laughs> it's yeah. really strange and there's absolutely zero consequence to the he story even, at all he even at the end he gives the bar owner a bunch of money and he's like this is for the damages and this is for your time or something like that and then he slaps the bar owner and leaves <laughs> it doesn't make any sense but that's what I'm saying like let's tell this tale from the dad's perspective yeah I wonder it's what it's much going... more emotionally tra- traumatic than like the kid with the skin disease who just wants to live. Like that's a pretty un- unnuanced storyline. Yeah. Whereas the dad, it's like, fuck, what are you going to do now that your son's dead? And your wife's mad and you're in Yugoslavia. Well, then his what real are you going to put your energy can really to? Take off. Which it but seems it's like, like hasn't it was on he the been verge. running away from, But hasn't he been running away from something? From the reality for so long. Now he needs to face. He's been running away from Maybe the he'll fuck the maid. Maybe now he and the maid can fuck each other because that maid played a really big role yeah, too. Yeah, there was some weird sexual tension <laughs> with no the maid. For no reason. Yeah. <sighs> I just didn't. Also, uh, I forget what her, the, the the actress's name was. I think it was Francis. Wasn't it Francis? The let me look. Yeah, it was Francis because he writes it in the computer. That's what I was gonna times. say. Is like there was this weird part <laughs> yeah. where he's on the computer and he's just typing her name, and like there's like a wide shot of where you can see like Brad Pitt. His dad is standing next to him, and you can see the computer screen. It's like an ancient computer where the screen is only like eight inches big. But the yeah. word Francis is written huge on the computer screen. <laughs> over and over and over again, too. Yeah, it's like they like why? it's made it's written huge on the computer screen, written in smaller Francis's. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know? Yeah. It's so, it's so uh, strange. Um, so, I think, I mean, sh- I think we're good, right? I don't good, have anything right? else we, to say. I, it's a strange movie. No. It's, like, it's not horrible. It's, yeah. I guess. If you're still listening to this, you must, you had to have watched the movie, right? Like, you can't listen to this podcast. Well, they, I think now it's about the time that you would stop listening if you haven't um, <laughs> watched the movie. So let's talk about how we felt about uh, ratings and, like, Brad Pitt's performance and stuff like that. I. So you want to start with Brad Pitt's performance? Yeah, let's start with that because we haven't really talked that much about it. No, I think it was good. Me too. Like, I feel like he's a 24-year-old playing a young, rambunctious kid. I think we probably could have seen more sadness in his eyes, but, like, I'm not going to judge him. The storyline, you know, it's like it was a shitty movie. I feel like he actually did pretty good for what it was, and I'll give him a seven. Oh, okay. I mean, listen. It's not his best performance, but like for what the movie was, I think he was high up there. Does that make sense? Yes. Should I rejigger that? No, no. I think that's I think that's pretty. Um, hold on, I just have to write this down. But I think that's accurate. Um, I would give him a. I'm gonna give him a six. Um, yeah, that's what I was. I feel like that's probably also. I'm, can I be a six too? Yes, you can. Seven's a little high. It's just a little high, but like six is because he didn't do a bad job. It was like it was he did all the things. He said the lines with like emphasis in the right places. There was never really a moment where I was like, "Oof!" Like Brad, come on, dude. No. He, and you have to remember, this is his very first lead role. Right, but I'm not gonna get. I mean, we are we are judging his career as a whole, so I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna give him a lot of leeway on that. Um, no, totally. I just want to call it's, it out. Yeah, it's. For for being a first role, it's it's better than some roles that he's done way later. <laughs> so I couldn't help but think about um, Interview with the Vampire because that was the that was like, bad. This movie was the closest to that pale that he was. He was pale and pale. You know? I just don't like him pale. It doesn't look good on him, even though it well, makes his lips look good and his eyes. Yeah, and pop, his eyes. But yeah. Well, that's like when it. let's move on to his looks then. Okay, I'm gonna give him go for it. Well. Uh, I think he gains points for the degenerative skin disease look. It's really just a special <laughs> moment. You love a flaky flake. I love I love a flake. Um, no, I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a seven. I think because he, he he looks great. He looks like young and his hair looks good. He he just looks good, but it's not like blowing me out of the water. But yeah, he looks good. Like I'd 100 percent have sex with that 24 year old child. Okay, it's weird that you said 100%. child in the sentence, but um, well, he seems very childish compared to he where seems he is immature. Now, oh right? God, I would one hundred percent. I would have a one night stand with that kid, right? Maybe. Like, I would consistently no, I don't think I. I don't Brad think Pitt. I would. I mean, if I'm being honest, I don't. I don't think that I would have sex with like, kind of like a, a super muscular twenty four year old, like naive white dude like it just doesn't really You're do right. it for me but you know what it you know what it would do for me is like i wouldn't be having penetrative sex but we'd get drunk at that bar and make out on the beach that and it would then do. i'd leave him and he'd say let's keep let's have sex and i'd be like haha you're a child yes that i would but do. it was fun and it'll be like a cute little fl- you know flingering it would but be no. fun to like get stoned and make out but then like i don't want to do exactly and then he would want to, but then you're like, no, fuck that. You're a child. Now, however, 54-year-old Brad Pitt. Fuck him forever. He can, you know, <laughs> yeah, he can. 
I he's gonna help me build a, a shelf, and yeah. then we're gonna go and he's gonna drink make, green tea. He's gonna make some some old fashions for us, and they're gonna be really good. Like, no, he doesn't drink alcohol. What he's gonna do is make you some like traditional matcha tea. No, no, no. He's gonna make me like a quiche. Um, no, he's not gonna make you a quiche. He'll make you an omelet. <laughs> no, he's vegan. I don't know. He would make me something. He'd make me <laughs> something so tasty and like simple and elegant, but also traditional and classic. Toast. You know what it would be? This is my thing. It would be traditionally made matcha green tea with like an English muffin with preserves. Oh yeah, fruit and preserves. And butter substitute. Mm-hmm. And then he'd drop the 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 buttered thing on his chest and he'd be like, "Oops." And then you'd be like, "Oh, let me lick that off of you." No, he would say he would put he I would be eating my little scone or whatever and he yeah. would put his hand on my shoulder and say, "Does that was that good? Did you like did you enjoy that?" And he'd be like, "Yeah." yeah. And he'd be like, "Is there anything else I can get to you? Like you want to what like What do you say we uh No, you say come sit down next to me. Yeah, I would. I would. I would invite him to sit down next to me. I've been known to sit yeah. sit down next to people who I like. Yeah, you'll tap the seat and he'll sit down. Then you guys will just chill out. In the Los Angeles mid-morning sunshine. Yeah, and then I'll be doing dishes, and he'll come up behind me, and he'll wrap his arms around <laughs> my waist. There you go. That's what it is. That's anyway, obviously what's um, going to uh, We got to wrap this up. Looks? I got to go. Um, <laughs> so you didn't rate his looks. No, I'm going to give his looks like a five. He's beautiful. You know, he's always beautiful. Yeah. That one moment where he takes the gimp mask off and his like <laughs> luscious red lips are revealed is undeniable. He also gains um, points for the gimp mask. I forgot to mention like that fully. It, it doesn't yeah, do it for me, but like it raises his, his sexuality. All right. I'll give it a four and a half. Then. Why did you go down? Going, I went down. <laughs> okay. Four and a half. I just, I just spoke with my guts. It's funny how it sounded like I had convinced you to go up, but you went down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay. Movie overall. Feeling that. Oh God. Four. Okay. I'm giving it a five. Wow, you're going 50%. That's not high. Yeah, but like I'm giving it like a 46 I'm going to give it a four and a half. I'm giving it a four and a half. Okay, that seems better for me. Yeah. And thus concludes the final movie rewatch. I can't believe. That we will ever I like do. absolutely can't believe we watched every single Brad Pitt movie. I mean, this is the moment we've been waiting for for almost three years. I. It's been almost three years. We're So if you're... If you're still here listening, we have. <laughs> I think that we lost him at buttered. Um, at the was it the scones? English muffin. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think. So I I we're gonna re-release episode one Thelma and Louise because it's not yeah. in our like our feed or whatever, so it's not available right now. So we're just gonna re-release it. It's kind of funny to hear us talk about like oh you know like we're I can't believe we're doing this and we were like there's a a, a moment in it I just re-listened to it where we're looking at the movies that we have to go through and we're like oh my god there's a movie called johnny suede and we have to watch it and guess what brad pitt plays a guy named johnny suede and he has big hair isn't that going to be so crazy and it's so sweet to listen to us like not have any idea what we were getting into the assassin we were talking about the assassination of jesse james and we were like what the fuck is that gonna be and we were like just so naive i'm so it's kind of sad that it's over i'm like we did it though. We I've never did completed it. a single thing in my life. Never once. <laughs> never once. This is gonna be this um, is gonna be on my gravestone as the only thing I've completed. Yeah. So tune in next week to Thelma and Louise. 
And then also we're going to do a retrospective. Um, going to be like a mini episode, a shorter one, where we just kind of talk about what, we what we've learned, learned, what we feel who now, we've become, how we've yeah. changed, what our lives and were I like just, and what they are. I just want to wish Brad luck, good luck tonight at the Oscars, babe. You've got this. Look, Brad, I mean, bring it home, but also... Like, you don't have to. It's an to. honor just to be nominated. It's an honor just to be nominated, and we love you no matter what. No, here's, here's the thing, Brad. If you don't win, um, you are underappreciated in Hollywood and have been for years. So they may not give it to you because you are consistently underappreciated. So if they don't, don't take it. Don't take it. To, 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 you know, you're fine. Don't worry. Yeah, you're the Everyone best. knows right. that you're great. We love you. Even if the Oscars don't. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking to him. Um, I'm giving him a pep talk like he needs it. Um, <laughs> I think we should conclude this. <laughs> is it over? It's over. This is this it. Is the this end. is our last. Oh, it's okay. sad. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks for sticking with us. If anyone has actually listened to all of these episodes, thank you. We love you and goodbye. See you on the next one.